Mountain of the Lord. Holy place, only the one with three hearts. 
brick-breaking bulletin here, they'd hear it over in Jerusalem. They started dancing there too. But it's a different time of day. Let's uh, do one we learned last week, Messiah.
much going on up here. I don't fit. <laughs> Amen. Well, what a glorious morning. Yeah, we can see our beautiful kids up here. Doing their thing. It's going to be awesome. We try not to drag these announcements out too far. Uh, just remember, 9.45 is our start time. People are coming earlier. That's good. It helps us get all organized and in order before we get singing and get into worship. Uh, there's uh, just with the parking lot, try to square your car as you come in. There's a few cars, I guess, kind of park crooked. We lost a few spots there. And I think there's even one person somebody said left their hazard lights on. So if you want to check, nobody gave you a license plate on that. But if it's you that left your hazard lights on, hopefully your battery's not going to be in the service. All right, I've been uh, talking a lot about the quickening. scripture spot, but I will find it again. There we are. So yeah, just uh, just encouraging people. Like, where's your experience? Of Super. Bring up that. Okay, we're good to go. I uh, just to encourage you, right, we're seeing a lot of transformation in our church. There's lots of people that are experiencing the hand of God on their life. Holy Amen. Spirit coming alive. Yeah. 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 It's for everybody. So be encouraged. Just be encouraged that uh, that's happening within our midst, and it's because of the quickening of the Holy Spirit. Once Christ comes alive in you, that is the lifeblood. That is the life of you. You will raise, be raised up by the Holy Spirit, become a new person. You're supposed to have a new life in Christ. We're not people that just gave our lives to Jesus and just walking around the same old miserableness. Because <laughs> when I gave my life to Christ, I wasn't in a good place. Most people, when they meet the Lord, they're just starting. And then you get raised into the newness of life. When I asked Jesus for a new life, he delivered a new life. He delivered a lot of things out of me, <laughs> praise God, that were hindering my new life. So just know that the Word of God is going to quicken you as you read it. Psalm 119, 145. I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in the Word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy Word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness. O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. So the living word of God will quicken you. Standing in his presence, singing his songs, getting caught up in the emotion of it. Don't let things be bottled up anymore. We're supposed to be overflowing, not squelched. <laughs> right? You're the grape in the wine press. I understand. It feels like pressing sometimes. The Lord's pressing on you. It's like his fingers in your heart. But he's wanting it to overflow. He's crushing those grapes to make the wine. Amen. Right? He's crushing the olives to make the oil. Yes. And you're it. We are the oil and the wine of God. Oh, we are the sweet offering for this world. And that's where we're getting to. So just keep pressing for that. Don't ever think you've arrived. I've met a lot of Christians that were older than me and the Lord that thought they'd arrived and they killed their own growth. Because they thought they'd hit the, as far as anyone could go. There's no such thing. We're growing more Christ-like every day. When we stand in his presence, we'll know who he is fully. And we'll still be looking at him to follow him. 
He won't have arrived. Yeah. He's eternal. He's beyond anything we could imagine. But our God is Just continue to press him. Amen. Street Church, 11.30 Wednesdays. We serve lunch right on Olympic Plaza on the steps on the back across from City Hall. 5 p.m. on Friday and 1 p.m. on Sunday. So tomorrow, 1 p.m., there's a church service with that. So you'll be blessed again. There'll be worship, preaching the whole bit. Amen. On December 26th, we're having our street church Christmas. So this is going to be a full steak-like buffet for people. And there's going to be gifts for the homeless. So if you're bringing gifts, bring them next Saturday right to the site. If you want to bring some gifts wrapped or, and then put them on the table, we'll be giving out gifts to the homeless. They'll be having a full barbecue that day of steak. It's going to be a glorious celebration. So that's next Sunday on Boxing Day. Uh, for December 25th, there's some people in our church that have a real heart. If you were alone for Christmas, you know, we're blessed that some of the people like Benjamin and Estrasia are opening their home for people on Christmas and coming out dinner with them. So they still got some seats there if you're looking for that. If other people are willing to open their homes up for Christmas, you know, stay after church and let people know. If you're looking for someone to spend Christmas and you got no one to spend it with, we don't want you to be alone. You know, this is a family we're trying to build here, so... If you've got that on your mind, just uh, stay after church. Uh, the rallies, United for Freedom rally. Today, 1 p.m., Central Memorial Park. Uh, that's 1221 2nd Street Southwest. Constable Brian Dennison that has uh, been suspended by the Calgary Police Service for standing up and speaking. We'll be speaking at that event. So if you haven't heard him speak, he's basically left his job hanging in the wind and said there's no more no more vaccines for him. He's not going to fall right. into yeah. So he's trying to do that. same mindset. They just haven't had the courage to walk off the job yet. Now there's a, another rally on Sunday. They're gathering at Seton YMCA to protest the VAX mandate for youth sports. They're forcing the kids if they go in those arenas or if they're going to play their sports, they got to be vaccinated. Right? So parents, 2 o'clock, or 2.30, pardon me, 2.30 Sunday at the Seton YMCA in South Calgary. They're protesting. And again, Mission Monday is at 5 p.m., 4th Street and Elbow Drive Southwest, outside the pizza place there. So Mission Monday, 5 p.m. Bible study, we're not, uh, we're continuing on in the Book of Romans. We'll be meeting Wednesday, the 22nd and the 29th through Christmas. So please join us. It's been wonderful. We do some worship that night too, so it's really a, it's really a, a holy moment. We're just uh, presenting ourselves to the Lord that He can teach us. Next Saturday, church is on for Christmas morning. We'll be here. The church registry, we've got over 150 people signed up, so it's awesome. So we're getting emails out. If you've signed up and you haven't received an email, we probably don't have your correct email. We probably couldn't read the writing. I'll have uh, more forms. If you want to sign up for the registry, just see me after service. You can sign up for that. We want to be able to just communicate with you. And don't forget about Pastor Archer's Solidarity Movement. Solidarity, SolidarityMovementOfCanada.com is the website. Go sign up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So let's get on this with the time in here. I just have a scripture. This one I got marked. I'm juggling. 
All right, so today's we're going to be uh, taking our tithes and offerings. You know, three times a year they met in the Old Testament in Exodus uh, 23. I'm okay. Exodus 23, verse 17. <laughs> 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 no, I don't have it. <laughs> this has to happen to every person. I'm usually so smooth, right? <laughs> well, I'm usually up uh, here, no problems whatsoever, but. Yes. Thank you for that. Thanks for piling on my burden. <laughs> All right. Exodus 23, they're talking about the whole chapter. They're talking about the blessing, right, that they receive from going to the festivals, gathering together, tithing, right, and, and giving to the Lord all their sacrifices in the Old Testament. Verse 17, it says this. Three times a year... All the males shall appear before the Lord God. They were required three times a year, the whole nation, to come together, all the males. Not just your little church, the whole nation, right? Imagine if our churches still got together three times a year as an entire body of Christ. Amen. Wow. You know, just think of the power if we knew how many Christians and we were all in it together instead of separating. So this is why they did it, right? But there's a blessing. Thou shalt not offer the blood of the sacrifice with leavened bread, neither shall the fat of my sacrifice remain until the morning. The first of the first fruits of the land thou shalt bring unto my house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not see the kid in the mother's milk. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in thy ways and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. And there's a pile more blessings. If you make a tithe offering of your first fruits, you give back to the Lord the, the money you're making, the blessings you received, we're supposed to give them our best. We're supposed to give them right off the top. They're supposed to bring in their best animals, their best crops, their youngest, most healthy male. Not bring in the other back kind of, oh, let's find the most dead fruit. Let's find the worst stuff we got. That's what happened to Cain. Cain came and just sort of gave God whatever. Abel brought in his best. That's why God accepted Abel, and then Cain got bitter. So giving with a joyous heart, giving your first fruits, when you start doing this, you, you start to understand that you're giving back to the Lord in such a way you're, you're giving him his honor that he's deserved. You're honoring him with your offering, right? And he has given you all the abilities you have to be able to earn whatever you make. Right? It's all by the grace of God. That's why we are to give the first fruits. So we're going to give today. So if you're online, you can go to uh, e-transfer at art at streetchurch.com if you're online today. Sorry, is it .ca? There we go. Art at streetchurch.ca. If I just read what I wrote down, right? Art at streetchurch.ca if you're e-transfer. We have point of sale at the back, and we'll uh, call our offering or our ushers up to take the offering here today as well. So let's uh, just raise our hearts up, our hands up. Lord, we are cheerful givers. We don't just come to sing the songs and hear the word. We come to give unto you, to give unto you our first fruits, Lord. Just as they did in the old days, we gather, Lord, today, and we give. And we know there's many more blessings written in Exodus 23. So many things you want to do for us. Just the first one says he's going to send an angel to prepare things for you. Lord, send angels to our homes. Send angels to our job sites. Protect our jobs. Protect our place in the society. Protect us as unvaccinated people, Lord. That they, you will, we will not face any more persecution in this, Lord. Protect us. We ask for your favor, Lord. 
You know, as we give unto you, you give back more than we could ever imagine, pressed down and multiplied, it says in the Bible. So we receive today from you. You never stop giving. Even when we give to you, you outdo us every time. So here we are to give us our, 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 our supply house, Lord, to give back to you, to bless this church to move forward, to bless us as we serve the poor. Lord, pour out your blessings. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We'll take up the offering. Now, Pastor Archer was away last weekend, and he didn't come back empty-handed, of course. As Pastor Archer goes out and pours out, just as the Lord pours out, he receives as well. And he's got a real encouraging word he wants to bring us here this morning. Amen. Something he received uh, as he was out doing his good work. You know, he's one of the loudest trumpets, especially in our nation and beyond, even. He's one of our loudest trumpets in this nation speaking the truth, right? And that's, we have to keep praying for our pastor. You know, he is, uh, he is really still carrying this thing forward. You know, there's still court cases to come and all sorts of things. We, we know, you know, as this Omicron thing goes and they start to multiply, we have no idea what's going to come of that. You know, we've had a pretty free ride here for a while. Some of you weren't with us in the summer when the cops were showing you up regularly. Every time we were preaching, it was like we'd hear a car, we were out in the parking lot because we couldn't meet inside. And every time we'd hear a car pulling behind in the back alley, everyone's kind of like, uh-oh, is that them? You know, we had to have watchmen around. So we need to be the watchman for our pastor as he stands in the front of this. That's who we are, right? We need to be the watchman for our house. And we need to be standing in, uh, just in the gap and continue to pray for him. Let's do that right now. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful that you've brought Pastor Archer all the way from Poland into our city, Lord, for such a time as this. Who knew? Who knew when he was birthing a ministry just to help the homeless that he'd be standing in front of the entire population trying to protect the people of our nation in such a way, Lord? And who knew that he would be the, the voice, the trumpet? The, that was being called all over North America. You know, if he could, he'd be called all over the world, I'm sure, at this point, Lord. Whatever you've got for Pastor Arthur, we want it all. And we'll stand on guard for him, Lord. Amen. We will raise up our voices. When we hear in the Spirit to pray, we'll get on our knees right where we are. Yeah. Lord, alert us when this man is under attack. Alert us when the enemy's trying to bring his forces. Alert us when he needs us, Lord. Yeah. Open our ears and let us know. It doesn't matter where, when, or what. We can meet with you and pray for our pastor. And you will answer those prayers. So we're blessed to have him free outside the prisons. We're so blessed to have him here today, Lord, uh, to share this word in Jesus' name. relationship 
with me and chihuahuas, I guess. <laughs> well, Jesus died for chihuahuas. I want to make that clear. And once we used to be chihuahuas, and God transformed us to be the lions. But what is the Christmas all about? It's about good news. That's what the whole season is all about. And we cannot forget why we celebrate Christmas. It's about His story. This is not your story. It's His story. What is the reason for this season? We have to remember it's not caroling. By the way, caroling is against the law. Caroling, according to the wannabe woman straight from Hong Kong, Tom, according to him, caroling is the most dangerous thing during the Christmas season. Can you imagine that one day some psychopath is going to come and say to you, if you're going to sing praises to the living God, you will be endangering the whole population and people will be dying left and right. Right? And that's a real science. When you go to a shopping mall, it says only 500 people allowed, only 1,000 people allowed, allowed to enter. If you go to a subtle dome in the city of Calgary, it says only, only, repeat that, 10,000 people allowed. <laughs> However, you cannot have more than 10 people in your house. Why? Well, that's science. We gotta remind ourselves what the whole thing is all about. You see, the devil hates Christmas. The devil hates the birth of the Savior. The devil hates that he came and he died, that there is hope. And that's what the whole thing is all about. It's about hope. So I wanna give you some victory updates. I mean, with me, you never know. In the morning, I can be winning some cases. In the afternoon, I might have detectives knocking at my door. I never know. And by the way, uh, you were praying for me, and I still have a probation officer. I would say, pray for her. Pray for her. So she would survive that ordeal. Because I'm telling you, she might not. Every single time we talk, we have a very unique relationship with her. She hangs up every conversation. I don't get it. I, I think I'm a likable person. And every single time we end up with some kind of a cruel fight, she says, you must obey me. And I say, I will not. You have to. No, I will not. Boom. She hangs up. You're gonna come to my office on Monday and you are to wear a pampers. Of course, she says a mask. And well, I'm not a bandit. I will not wear a mask. I will not wear a pampers. I'm a free man. I'm not a slave. You must. I will say no show. Well, then send the cats right away. Save ourselves the time. I will not submit myself to terror fear and slavery. I'm not Trudeau's slave. Amen. I'm not Kenny's slave. I'm not a corrupted judge's slave. They're psychopaths. And one day, one day, they're going to face the judge of judges and one day they're going to pay for what they have been doing to us. So I have good news. I received uh, documents from City Hall. They were actually 
chasing me with those documents for months. I just didn't have time to go pick them up. And that's a video evidence, as you can see, um, probably straight from my Facebook or YouTube. I mean, uh, most of the time they're just taking the evidence straight from my YouTube channel. And then, uh, then there's a there is a write-up from the city of Calgary, and it was delivered to me, if you remember the story, by two very good-looking detectives from the Calgary police and two armed, uniformed officers backing them up. I guess the detectives needed to be backed up. So four of them have delivered me two tickets. Oh, not for rape. Oh, you were thinking that? No, 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 no. Not for stealing money. Are you crazy? No, not for murdering, pillaging, threatening. I was not making a bomb. I mean, the word of God is a bomb, so maybe that's... But um, no, they delivered those tickets because I was not wearing a muzzle. Because I was not uh, wearing a diaper in a mall out of all the places. So two most paid police officers, two detectives, with over $200,000 salary, with assistance of two armed uniformed police delivered tickets worth $100 to me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So anyway, I have been battling this, and of course, the easiest thing out of this pickle, I know uh, Larry loves pickles, but uh, the easiest way to get out of that pickle would be just go and pay $100, right? It's easier to go and pay 100 bucks and be done with it than to stand up for a year now and fight those villains and you know be threatened with courts and appearances and you gotta prepare yourself. I mean, it would be a lot easier. A majority of the people, unfortunately, are taking the easy way out. But we gotta be different. You see, Jesus did not take the easy way out. He chose all the way, the most horrible way to die. You see, he was not only born, but he also died. And died in the most horrible way, on the cross. He didn't choose the easy way out. You know, I can die on the cross via Zoom chat. <laughs> like most of the pastors and priests are doing right now. He didn't die, he was not scourged, he was not beaten and spotted, you know, on Zoom. I'm persecuted, the people persecute me because they write me nasty emails. Or they have commented on my Facebook in a horrible way, I'm very persecuted. No, he chose to go all the way. He left his throne and he came and he was born and that's what we celebrate during this time of the year. And that's what the devil hates the most, that he came. He loved you enough to come to be born. I mean, can you imagine a king leaving his throne, coming and becoming an ant, like you and me, a little chihuahua. He became chihuahua so you can become a lion. Amen. So that's what the season is all about. And then I received another one, a very similar to this one. Again, video evidence, just in case. And then there is some uh, write-ups over there and wonderful thing. There's one thing that I actually, I actually liked. Just don't laugh, please. I, that's a good picture. That's a very good picture. That's a 
That's a handsome guy, I would say. So even the detectives love me so much that they included my picture in this love letter that they sent it to me. So I don't know how to take that. I'm, a, I'm from a different company. However, um, I don't like boys. I mean, I got nothing against you guys, but yeah, I love my wife. <laughs> on detectives, if you're watching, sorry dudes, I'm taken. So, I received in the past two weeks some more documents. And here they are, number of them. Actually four. Please be advised that the Crown will withdraw the above noted charges. Got about 15 more to go. <laughs> but having a victory, I take it as a victory. I mean, four less, that's four less. Uh, so I don't have to come uh, to the courts. And on the 20th of uh, December, for just for Christmas, they wanted me in court. Um, and I had a conversation with my probation officer, and she says, after I advised her, I have to appear before the judge. She says, I don't care. You have to come. If you don't come, I'll say no show. I said, well, let's say no show right away. <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship, I guess. I take whatever God has in store for me, and that's why I say, pray for her. Please, play, pray for her because we want her to survive this ordeal, this relationship, so she can hear more of good news when we meet face to face. Uh, in uh, just a few days on Monday. So I want to read something to you that was given to me some time ago, but I think it's so powerful. And again, it's a good news uh, before I'm going to let our wonderful Larry Heather and his theater uh, bring the story of Christmas uh, to us here. So here is what was given to me. And it touched my heart, so I hope it will touch your heart as well. A remnant is awakening. And this is a prophecy that was given to a friend of mine. A remnant is awakening, and I can see that left and right. The remnant is awakening. A remnant is getting ready. I will no longer allow my name to be profaned. I will no longer be patient with an obstinate people who have no regard for who I am. And we have been seeing this for decades. Remember Prime Minister of Wannabe Tyrants, Justin Trudeau, he appeared with his brother in a t-shirt with Jesus' head cut off. I don't know if you remember that. And he thought it was a funny thing, freedom of speech. A few years ago, I remember Rob, I was uh, talking to you about that, and I was talking to some other people as well, and our lawyers, what can be done? I mean, if we did that, if they would do that to a Muslims, Imagine a prime minister walking with a t-shirt with Muhammad's head gone. Uh, I think he would lose his own head very, very quickly, right? But they, for whatever reason, they think that they can do whatever they want to the Christians. But I say, according to the word of God, the Christians are rising up and we say no more. No more, you cannot treat us like this, no more. You push, we will push even harder. I want you to stand fast. Do not allow one ounce of fear to consume you. And that is what we have been seeing 
for the past two years. Fear, terror, fear, 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 fear. They have been feeding us with fear. But look, I'm still standing. I can't tell you details what I did last weekend, but I was not suffering. I'll just tell you that much. I was uh, among some very powerful people in Toronto. How did I get there? Well, I walked very, very fast. <laughs> About 500 miles per hour. God has given me some wings. God is good. You see, the enemy has a plan for your life. You might have a plan for your life, but God has his own plan for your life. You see, Adam Germain, this crooked judge, wanted me to be confined to my own home, to the province of Alberta. But you see, God had a different plan. And who can stand against his plan? Can he? I mean, seriously? Trudeau? Kingship? They're so delusional that they really think, like, for example, Hinshad really thinks that she's a doctor. <laughs> My God, that's how delusional they are. They give themselves titles, uh, have no clue what they're talking about. Justin Trudeau actually believes he's a prime minister. <laughs> he's a tyrant. He has nothing to do with being a prime minister. And Kenny? Let's just leave this poor guy, I mean. He has fallen so low, I don't want to finish him off. It's good news after all, so. Understand, you are a watchman. That's the job he has given us. You have been given my authority in the name of Jesus, the Bible says. In my name, all those different things will happen. Lay hands on the sick. And the government says, no, you cannot lay hands on the sick. Because if you do it, you will be a super spreader event. Caroling, don't sing because... You will be dead. <laughs> I do not tell you these things casually. I tell you this with urgency. This is again the prophecy God is speaking to the church. The world is being blinded. The darkness is coming in. You are a light that cannot be hidden. My God, glory rests on you. You should not be surprised. Come to me. Let my love permeate you. Do not rest on today or yesterday's. Be alive for now and going forward. No more retreats. No more let's retreat and gather our troops. No! Now the message is forward. Move forward. Just like David, when he saw the enemy, he runs towards the enemy. Who do you think you are? He said. Mr. Kenny, you're uncircumcised Philistine. And you should defy the armies of the living God. My hand is ready to be moved. Like a mighty army is my church. Again, forget about being sheep the way that they have been teaching you. You are lions. Lions following the lion from the tribe of Judah. You are an army. Undefeated army. Unshakable army, unmovable army, no retreat. I have equipped my saints with power and authority. I will not be moved. You see, if he will not be moved, his army will not be moved. I will not be chastised. I will not be mocked. And I will stand firm against the hosts of darkness as these days draw quickly 
to an end. I will not be moved. My righteousness and glory will be seen by men. And although the events may be terrifying to the world, it will not surprise my bride, my church, my children. There is an awakening of epic proportions. My name has been slandered, my commandments ignored. And I shall not forsake the gatherings of the saints. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Chapter 4 and 5 of the book of Acts. We must obey God rather than men. I just heard a couple of days or yesterday and, and today again I read an article from Finland. That the priests are forbidding people to come to the church. Because they're second class citizens. They're not modern day Jews. They're dogs. Not welcomed in the churches anymore. Because they're not allowing experiments to be done on their bodies. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, shame. Shame. The darkness of sin has embroiled the world. I abhor the loss of life in my creation of untold millions of babies who are murdered. My anger is not going to be contained. The sign of a group, the rainbow in society have outwardly mocked me and it's not going to be tolerated by me any longer. I have been patient, I have waited, but I am waiting no more. I want this to, I want this world to repent of its sin. I want the world to be coming on their knees to repent of their sin. The blatant lies of the devil will be exposed. That's exactly what we're seeing right now. They're being exposed left and right. My son is coming for his bride. Purification. You need to be ready. You need to be working. You need to be motivated. And you will receive this today as your comments opening your eyes, heart and mind to me. So that's what was said to me some time ago. And when you look around and the darkness is so powerful and the enemy is so big, you might sometimes think, oh, is there any hope? And I hear that quite often from people. Is there any hope? Can I do anything? I mean, what can be done? Well, you stand with God and you already won. You stand on the side of the truth and you already won. Sometimes you don't see it yet. Sometimes the enemy doesn't see it yet. But in the end of the day, history is teaching us one thing. You shall win. Because God wins every time. Right. When the enemy wanted to murder baby Jesus, when he was a, a toddler, a few years old, and King Harold wanted to wipe every child, and then later on when he was growing, an enemy wanted to destroy the promise. And then in the end, when he crushed Jesus on the cross, the enemy thought to themselves, we've won. It's done. It's over. No one, even God, will not be able to raise him from the dead. But here we are today. Not only Jesus was raised from the dead, but all of us. Millions upon millions of people throughout the 2,000 years of Christianity has been raised from the dead. And that's Amen. the story of Christmas. So be blessed and Larry, your stage. Thank you, Pastor.
Broadcasting System News. I'm Elizabeth of Jerusalem. Tonight, a special report on the census. The recent decree for a census has caused a flurry of activity in and around Judea. But before the counting can begin, thousands of people must wind their way home to their birthplaces from the far corners of our fair land. Let's go now to a live report just outside Bethlehem. Here is our travel correspondent, Zach the Samaritan. Thank you, Elizabeth. As you can see behind me, there's 
there's a steady stream of travelers heading to town. steady stream of travelers Excuse heading me, ma'am. What's your name? Excuse oh. me, ma'am. Hello. What's your name? Am I on TV? Yes, ma'am. May we have your name, please? Esther. E-S-T-H-E-R. From the Eastern Valley. And Esther, why are you heading in for Bethlehem? I'm going with my husband. He needs to be counted in the census. Dave, come over here. Dave, look, we're on TV. TV? No. Really? Well, bust my scenes. <laughs> so you're a native of Bethlehem. I'm born and raised here. I'm a tent maker by trade, as was my father, my father's father, and my father's father. We get the picture, thank you. Sorry. Tell us about your trip. Well, one too bad. The road's okay. And, um, you meet some nice people. Oh, tell him about the nice young couple we met the first night out, dear. Yeah. Um, what were their names? Uh, uh Joseph and, and... Mary. Sorry. She was the sweetest young thing, and very... Right. <laughs> yeah, they were both really nervous. Well, obviously, they were uh, first child. You know, I remember when Esther and I had our first child. It was a stormy night in the sea. Was... I think he gets the picture, dear. Sorry. Tell him about the couple. Well, we left them behind that next day. You know, Joseph was kind of keeping a slow pace because of Mary's condition. You, you know. Yes. Well, it looks like the crowd is thinning out here, Elizabeth. Uh, in fact, we're almost the only ones left. The little town of Bethlehem is becoming quite still. Will you sing with us?
to keep moving if we expect to find a room for the night. Sorry. Always worrying for nothing. You know, I'm sure there are plenty of rooms for not too picky. Well, that's the story from the road to Bethlehem. Bye! <clears throat> oh, uh, sorry. Back to you, little Elizabeth. Thanks, Zach. We'll be right back with more news after this commercial break.
The best I could do was to direct him to the stable out back. At least there's a manger filled with hay. I mean, in case the baby's born tonight, you know. Is it getting cold out here or what? I think I'll get him some more blankets. It's so nice to see a little human kindness in this old world. <laughs> If you arrive in Bethlehem tonight, it looks like stables are all that's left. Imagine sleeping in a manger. Hmm, away in a manger. Ah, that reminds me of a song. Let's hear it. of the hotel business, I'm your business reporter, Shankle.
to the Bethlehem Broadcasting System News. Well, how's that family in the stable going to feel before tonight's over, oh? Well, in all my years as a staff weatherologist, I don't think I've ever recommended turning up your people as well as your plants. <laughs> they might be a tad chilly. However, the days will be right pretty. The insects are plentiful, and that indicates a wet spring with plenty of thunderstorms. And the cattle grass is still green, which means the herds will have plenty of food. All this just in. We're getting some reports of an unusually bright star located over the downtown Bethlehem area. As a matter of fact, those who've seen it say it's the brightest star they've ever seen. We have a reporter on location right now. Jacob, can you hear me? Are you there? I hear you fine, Obadiah. The star is uh, extremely bright. It seems to be shining a beautiful clear beam of starlight down somewhere in Bethlehem. But people are getting really excited. Can you hear this crowd behind me? It sounds like they're starting to sing. Let me move in closer. Yes, we are. 
We've been following this star of wonder for several days. And where have you come from? From the far east. So you're the three kings from the Orient. Join us, please.
perfect light of the light from the star, right? And what do you expect to find there? Gold? Definitely not. Negative. Something much more valuable. Something that's value cannot be measured. But Magi, what could possibly be so valuable? A baby. A baby. There you have it, Obadiah. A baby. A baby? Thanks, Jacob. We're looking forward to hearing more from you as that story develops. Elizabeth, we'll be right back after this break.
standing around here for? Everyone needs to hear about this. Will all you help me go tell it on the mountains and everywhere? Come on, stand up and sing. Stand up, come on.
This is the Children of the Cave Players. First performance. Thank you. And if any of the parents want to take some pictures, uh, just ask the cast to stay where you are. We'll give you a little more light here. And uh, we'll play a little music in the background. But you're free to go. Thank you for your Thank attendance. You. God bless you all. Wow, that was uh, that was something else. And if you know that they only had really a few hours within a few weeks to prepare this, so uh, they've done an amazing job. Awesome, Larry, Larry Heather, you're awesome. Thank you. Let your son go to your head goal. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have participated in the most dangerous activity in 2021. If there are any dead bodies, do not carry them outside. Please bring them uh, to the pulpit right here where we'll lay hands on them and they shall recover. I, I say to you, keep participating in this illegal activity until Jesus comes by. Be blessed, church.